today is taken from Acts 10, starting at verse 34. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross. But God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. This is the word of the Lord. Isn't that a fantastic treat for Easter Sunday? Signs of new life, baptisms and confirmations. Um, We're going to unpack what new life is looking like around us now. So Steve, can I hand over to you? Thank you, Mia. We're going to spend a a few minutes now just talking to some members of the fellowship about where they're seeing new life, either in the ministry area or as we've been talking about over the last few weeks in their front lines. I'm trying to think who to go first. I'm going to... Phil. (laughs) Age before beauty, I thought, you see, Phil. (laughs) Grab a microphone as well. Okay, Phil. Um... It's on. <laughs> uh, we've been talking recently about, about front lines, and uh, we know quite a lot about, maybe a little bit about what you do over in Aston University, but tell me what's been happening and how, where you've been seeing new life on your front line. Well, some of you heard a little bit about what I do at university. Well, last week we had our graduation ceremony for the postgraduates, and normally that's uh, heavy drinking of coffee, heavy lunch, you know, and it's really hard work. Um, but... <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> but this, this, this time was really special because I'd prayed the day before. I said, look, you know, I'm going to spend all my day talking to people I'll probably never see again, um, to the honorary graduands and the guests and so on. Let's just find some conversations that are going to be useful. And blow me down if not in the, in the first preparation waiting for the guests to arrive, the vice chancellor and our dean of the business school started talking to me about icons and, and what the meaning of the icons were and, and what faith was like. And I thought, this is, this is getting dangerous. But that was fascinating. And then in the second, we gave an honorary degree to the uh, dean of Birmingham Cathedral. And we had a most fantastic conversation across the whole of the executive of the university about what it meant to be a vicar, what it meant to be a bishop, and, and so on. It's fantastic. Um, and then in the last one, it was really interesting because we, had, we gave an honorary degree to a Sikh. 
Um, and again, it was really interesting for people to be comparing what they'd heard in, in the discussion around the dean of the cathedral and then this leading Sikh. Um, so it was really you know, fascinating conversations right on the front line, totally unexpected. That's brilliant. Yeah. Thanks ever so much. Can I just one minute, if I may? Yeah. One minute, though. The thing that really, for me, has brought new life is, is being part of the home group this year because that's the place where we really are praying for each other on our front lines. Uh, and I would commend you to think about being part of a home group because that's the place where you get the support, you know, week in, week out. Um, and, and that's really just been a blessing to me and I hope to the rest of the group as well. Yeah, I'd echo that because we found in our home group a real sense this year of just going deeper and further in our relationship. Thanks so much, Phil. Uh, Emma. <laughs> scurry, scurry. Uh, Emma's, uh, for those of you who don't know, our children's missioner. And uh, she's going to tell us a little bit about where you've been seeing your life in school, I think. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah that's Excellent. right. Um, I thought I'd just share very briefly um, about new life in school. We've been um, thinking lots about how we could better support prayer in school. We do lots of assemblies and services, but we've been thinking about prayer. And so last month, a small team of us went in and we set up a prayer space in school the idea was that every child in school would be able to come to the prayer space for an hour um, with their teacher um, and they would be able to engage creatively um, with prayer. Now, some of these children had never prayed before in a personal way um, and some of these children were three because we included the nursery as well. So we had three and four-year-olds right the way up to 11-year-olds coming um, to visit uh, there's a few pictures behind. I won't go through all of them, but we had four different um, themes, really. We gave the children an opportunity to give thanks by writing on a leaf and paying it up for things or people that were important to them. Um, we had an area to ask for help. So we had a worry tree um, and a garden, and the children could write, um, write prayers there. We had an area that was about forgiveness, um, letting go of angry and hurt feelings that we had got, that people had caused, and, and actually being sorry for, for the hurt we'd caused others, um, and an area that was all about hope as well. So there were lots of different things, and it was amazing. We had the most amazing three days. Um, the children were so honest and open and genuine in their prayers, um, and it was amazing to watch God at work um, in that place, really. We had a prayer tent in the middle. There's a picture of it behind. That was probably the most special place. And the children took it in turns to go in there and just be still um, and quiet with God. And they were queuing up to go in there. They were only allowed in two or three at a time. And there was such um, an amazing, tangible um, experience of God there, really. Um, that's some of the things that the children said. The staff evaluated it um, and gave us some feedback. And in the evenings, lots of the staff were going in and using the prayer space personally for, for themselves. Amazing signs of life. Praise that's, God. That's great. Thanks, Emma. Thank you ever so much. That's brilliant. And Alan and Claire. Alan and Claire help out quite a lot at Messy Church Extra. And Messy Church, I think, as well. <laughs> Come and... Uh, Grab a seat. Okay, so you, I think you're coming to talk about Messy Church Extra, which has just started, and uh, see where new signs of new life are showing in that. Well, it's been a, a really uh, exciting time uh, for Messy Church because out of that congregation, a new congregation has grown. 
and uh, Messy Church were asked to think about um, if they'd like to go deeper with God and to learn more about him and his love and to take their adventure even further. And out of that came uh, Messy Church Extra, which he's going to meet uh, monthly uh, on a Sunday afternoon, uh, which for Claire and I was fantastic because we're really not able to take part in the Messy Church congregation because of our work commitments. So to be able to come and join in a a new adventure uh, on a Sunday afternoon was fantastic. So we've had the first one, uh, and it's been really exciting, and Claire's going to tell you a little bit more about that. Um, it was in Mar- back in March that we met for the first time, but there were plenty of families turned up, and we had a really great time with some fun activities. We, we listened to the Bible. We, we focused on Jesus' calling of the disciples. It's obviously the, the trial time, and we've got things to change perhaps and build on, but it was really exciting to see all those families there, and, pl- and a really great team, really great team of, p- of people turned up for that time together. That's brilliant. Thanks ever so much. Thank you. And finally in the section, Laura is going to come on Laura's last day of work before she goes on maternity leave, <laughs> waddling away. <laughs> so you're going to talk about soul space, I think, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, so where you've been seeing new signs of life in, in amongst the youth work here. Wonderful. So soul space was born out of um, really a challenge by God to take some young people that we'd sort of experimenting discipleship with in Zone, which was our youth club that used to run here. And um, so we took these young people along to Soul Survivor and they encountered God in the most amazing, incredible way. And Jenny and I stood in the field and we thought, gosh, we can't let this go. We've got to do something about it. And four young people said, well, we'd like to keep meeting together. And so we did. And out of that, that group has just grown. And they invite their friends, and their friends invite their friends. And um, it grew slowly to 20, 25. Um, And so now we sort of see 20, 25 young people every Thursday evening come and want to worship God, pray together. They share with each other in sort of a circle time. We eat together. And we learn more about who Jesus is um, in their everyday life and how he impacts them. And for me, the life has come in so many different ways. As we saw earlier on the screen, baptisms and confirmations was one. But particularly in the lives of a group of boys who had started coming, they'd come along to Zone, and as I'm sure lots of people would tell you, they were a bit mischievous, um, a little bit naughty, um, and quite often they wouldn't be allowed in um, because of their behaviour. And yet on a Thursday, God has just transformed them um, to the point where they come and say, well, actually, I've not smoked weed for a week, or I've started going back to school, um, or I don't feel as angry. And for the girls, knowing that their identity lies in Christ and not in what bullies say about them, not what boys say about them. So life sprung up that way as well. So it's just been really, really exciting. And the thing for them, we had someone come in and talk to them. And uh, they said that they've, part of the reason that that was so valuable to them, that space, is because they felt valued by you as a church. They felt part of it. And they felt that that group was church to them. So that's been a really amazing positive. So thank you for all of you as well who came and supported them because that's really contributed to um, this new life that sprung up. That's brilliant. Thank you. Um, and that's great. We've seen so many examples there of new life. And it's great on Easter Sunday particularly to be able to celebrate that. Thanks, Mia. pray together but I just want to say um, 
about Laura. Steve mentioned that uh, Laura's going on maternity leave as of uh, tomorrow, and we're going to miss her. You talk to any of the staff team or any of Laura's team in the in the pioneering youth ministry that you oversee, and they'll tell you that she's a, a wonderful person to work with and a wonderful person to learn from as well, because you really uh, do love God and want to follow him. And so we're going to miss you, but we wish you all the best in uh, your new venture as a mum, and uh, we're looking forward to having you back on team soon. Of course, uh, it's in an unusual position where uh, Laura, this is her church family, but she won't be working, so we have to manage that quite carefully. And uh, obviously, we want to uh, enjoy uh, supporting you as a mum now, and, uh, uh, but obviously not burdening you with work. But uh, we have uh, advertised the uh, post of uh, covering uh, Laura's post during these next six months, and, um, and we interviewed, and we're really pleased to announce that we have appointed somebody also with the surname Whitmarsh, which is quite un- uncanny. Um, <laughs> It's a very unusual position to be in. But, um, but I think the, the wonderful thing is that Ben uh, is, uh, so loved working at York House and had a real, real heart for all our friends at York House. But he, he has a calling as well, and, and we want to support that. And so Ben is, uh, is going to be uh, covering Laura's uh, post during these next six months. And he's, he's very uh, able and he's uh, very well qualified too to cover, to, to cover that work. So how you're going to manage that at home, um, <laughs> all the best with that. Uh, <laughs> how you, uh, yes, you're going to have to be very careful what you don't ask. Yes. <laughs> Ignorance will be bliss, absolutely. So we just want to pray for you. Mia's going to pray for you and we just want to wish you uh, all the best. Uh, okay, and the, all this new life that's coming uh, this year for you. Okay. okay, let's pray for Laura, Ben, and baby. Father, we thank you for this tangible sign of new life. We thank you that you have been working to bring about this new life um, in Laura and Ben. And we thank you, Lord, for everything that they are to us. And we pray that as Laura goes on maternity leave, that she would know your presence. We pray for a safe delivery of the baby and a good transition to motherhood. We pray, Father, that you would be Laura's strength, that you would be her wisdom. And for Ben, Lord, as he begins a new phase in his life, we ask for your blessing on him, your anointing for the task you have called them to. Thank you, Father, for this special family. And we pray your blessing on them today as Laura leaves for her maternity leave. Amen. Thank you. We're going to keep praying now.